0: Show with me, Connor Falk. Thank you for listening. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We got the San Francisco 49ers. We got James Bond movies. We got a producer today, Mike Bagood from Shark Tank. Also produced Yahoo TV, TV of no time. There's a whole bunch to talk about in this first week of November. So I'm going to go ahead and call Mike right now. Let's get him on the phone. One of those call-in kind of things on this radio show. This is the What the Falk Show presented by me, Connor Falk. SoundCloud, iTunes, so many different platforms. You can find me on Twitter, at my WTF show, and so forth. Mike, Mike Begood, this you? Yes, sir. What's up, Mike? Hey, buddy. Mike McGood, uh, associate producer of award-winning, Emmy-winning show, Shark Tank, Yahoo, Yahoo's TV in no time, and also, most importantly, my opponent in fantasy football this week, an avid 49er fan. So uh, this is either going to be one of the worst weeks ever for you or one of the best weeks ever. Let's talk about your Niners, bro. I mean, God, I, okay. You know, I, I'm not trying to kick you while you're down. I just think, you know, I've I know what it's like to be in a franchise of disarray. Obviously, me being a Raider fan, everything that's going on right now. We got Kaepernick benched. Being a being a Niner fan, growing up at the Bay Area, you know, you know so much about this team. I want to get your point of view on what do you think? Is it is it bulky? Is it York? Do you miss Harbaugh? What do you got, man? This is your time to vent. Uh, I mean, I think uh, when I
1: was on last time, I said, you know, the Niners' record they could either go ten and six or you know, two and fourteen, at all based on Cap and unfortunately, you know, I like Cat, but he kind of just lost it. I don't know what, what he had before, what he doesn't have now, but he doesn't have it. You know, he can't throw to the broad side of the bar. I think that's a problem. You know, obviously he can't complete to open receivers. They got a weapons and he can't get them the ball. That's a big issue. But I think the bigger issue was, you know, the moment the owner chose the GM over the coach.
0: Okay. There's,
1: there's uh, plenty of Hall of Fame coaches. I don't know if there's any Hall of Fame GM. But I think the, the best GM of all time, you know, in recent memory is Bill Poley. I think mean, he's. Most damage for losing four Super Bowls in a row. So yes. I understand you want a team builder, but also, you know, like
0: Bill Parcells once said, if you're going to have him cook the meal, he should always go grocery shopping. So absolutely. I
1: just, I just think Trent Baalke is, is not the man. I've never really thought that. You know, he won with you know Scott McLenahan's guys, who is now in Washington. So and his his recent drafts haven't really proven anything. He's gotten a lot of picks, but not a lot out of it.
0: Well, let's be honest, too. We got, we got players here who have retired that we did not expect to go. You got Patrick Willis, a cornerstone of the franchise, ups and retires, one of the best middle linebackers of all time. You got Chad Borland, an up-and-coming second-year player, go ahead and retires and, and uh, foregoes all of his rookie contract. You got Anthony Davis, a starting right tackle, first-round pick is gone, Upadi, left to the Cardinals. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened in this franchise in disarray, and I think the thing that happened was, you know, you said the cap was pretty good. I got to be honest, bro. I never believed that. I thought he was a product of the system. I thought he was a product of the great players around him. And now you have this season where he's asked to do everything and put the team on his shoulders, and he can't. Do you think? I the- don't know.
1: I mean, I mean, it's you know, it's tough. It's tough for me because you know, obviously, it's the Raider fan. You know, you guys have been terrible for a while. You guys are finally starting turning around. Yeah. We were terrible for a long time, and then quickly turned it around, and we thought we were back to normal. And it seems like before we got accomplished anything, and kind of broke it up before it needed to. Uh, you know, Penderboro's leaving wasn't a big hit, but if you look back. He hasn't really been the Patrick Bull of old in two years. He wasn't as fast. He wasn't, he just didn't have his feet there, which I get, you know, not remembering wanting to retire. His, his feet were his livelihood. He just couldn't do that. Look at that. You know, Borland was a big bummer because he stepped in and, you know, showed that he was good. But again, you know, he could have fallen off this year. He could have just been a rookie, you know, people could have figured him out. Anthony Davis, yeah, he's a, he's a big guy. He's the right tackle we've had for a while. He's a a name, but he wasn't really that good. And, you know, most minor fans will tell you, I probably was great, but you know, didn't pass block for anything I think you know I think Cap could have been great I mean remember you know if We remember three years ago when he was on his run there was people who, was, who would say they want to take luck over you know or would take Cap and a government luck at RG3 obviously so that's changing they're all fairly careful at this point Yeah. but that's just kind of what happens with the league people figure you out and you've got to be smart enough to you know figure that out figure out their adjustments and he just hasn't been able to do that I don't know if it's confidence or whatever the case may be but there's times where it's like come on I don't Quarterback, and you know for a fact that's where you should have gone with the ball. I mean, last week when we had the safety, we had Torrey Smith um, you know, wide open by himself, getting thrown him the ball, and he's got you know 80 yards by himself. But instead, they run the ball, he doesn't, you know, audible out of It he's just got to be smarter out there, and I don't know why he's not, or what's what's happening. But I think it's it's the problem with him and the coach. The coaches just seem You know, they just a lot of our problems from last year didn't go away. We kind of kept the people who you know we were decision last year in the red zone offense who was held by our current offensive coordinator now. so it doesn't make any sense, why would you promote a guy who couldn't get even the red zone last year? Okay, well, spe- lie, speaking
0: yeah. of the offense, man, what about Blaine Gabbert coming in? I mean, he's a young guy. He was only 20 years old when he was drafted. First-round pick, top-10 pick. He comes in now, and i got to tell you, I- I'm not 100% sure that he doesn't have a chance to come back and kind of resurrect his career, man. I mean, he's a first-round pick for a reason. He's so young. I don't think he's older than 25 at this point. Do you think he has a chance to come in and maybe do something for you guys? Would the change of face be, you know, productive?
1: I mean, I think so. Hopefully, it's just—honestly, it seems like 90% of the quarterbacking nowadays is confident in just being able to know, you know, like— Look at luck last night. He had a terrible game, but he drove them down the fourth quarter. Like, he just knew that he could come back. No matter all the mistakes, he put them out of his mind. yeah. And that's a lot of Caps' problems. He dwells he on those mistakes. And that was Caps' problem back with the Jacksonville, you know, in the Jacksonville days. He dwelled on those problems. Obviously, he was younger and he had less people surrounding him, but still, you know, if he can get you know, we have a few weapons left still. I mean, they're mostly hurt. But if he can just get the ball to our playmakers, you know, try to make some plays, at least we can get more than 100 yards of offense. But I think just being confident out there and, and you know, and it Doesn't seem like Cap was ever prepared. Well, that do, you, was the thing.
0: do you think uh, you know some of these players? It's got to be hard to see Vernon Davis go, right? Were you pretty depressed about that? Or did you kind of see that coming?
1: I mean, you kind of saw the writing on the wall, especially last year when he sat out. It was more about his brand. And, you know, he wanted to people to invest in the stock. Like he got alligator arms, like you get it. He was towards the end of his career. He had made a name for himself. You know, he was just focusing on his future. I'm not going to fault the guy for that. But at the same time, you're playing football. If you're going to play football you know, go out and play at all, you know, that's what got you there, keep playing, if you don't want to play anymore, or you're worried about getting hurt, or worried about your off the field stuff, then don't play anymore, so, hopefully with Peyton, and you know, a better off the team, you know, be what Julius Thomas was last year, at the beginning of the year, and just score touchdowns, because he's great in those touchdowns, so, I mean, you know, it's just, it's bound to happen, I think, you know, I think they should have sold off more than just and I think they should have gave away more, and, and really turn back the rebuilding process. It's, it's, it's something that
0: hurts more than a slow rebuilding process. Okay, so you do think yeah. they should start the rebuilding process, just cut bait and get rid of all the fat. So speaking to Carlos Hyde, you know, second-year player, really talented guy. He has a stress fracture in his foot. He missed the last game. It looks like he's going to miss this game this week versus Atlanta, and then he's going to have the buy. Looks like he might be able to come back around then. That'd be around Thanksgiving time. As a fan and as someone who wants this team to go ahead and start rebuilding right now, do you want to go ahead and just give him the rest of the season off, or do you want to get him back later in the season and make sure he can get some trade on his tie?
1: No, I mean he's still young. I mean he back up Gore in the past two years. Gore, you know, he can still use some runs. You know, get up in there. You know, see what he can do. You know, the end of end of the season is really when teams build on the next season. And that's why I think we're having such a bad season this year is because we have built on it last year. You know, there was the turmoil and everything, and it kind of, even though it's a new season, a lot of it doesn't change. And you know, I think that's you know the last four games, last six games is where you really turn around and say, look, we have a purpose for next year. Let's go forward. But. You know, we were good. We were winning in the trenches. You know, we had a good offensive line, a good defensive line, and that's that's what we've gotten away from, and that. that's why we're losing. That's what I mean, to me personally. That's what wins in the NFL. You know, look at the best teams in the league; they have a very good offensive line, a very good defensive line, and great pressure and stop pressure.
0: Absolutely. So you're winning from the trenches. Now, do you think that's something you should go back to? You're gonna have a first round pick, gonna be a top five, top five, top ten pick coming up. Do you think you should be a QB or running back? What do you think? I mean, I
1: think you know our draft strategy be the. Mookie's era has always been a little perplexing to me. You always kind of believe in him, but I mean, if you look back now, like I was just quickly doing some research before I got on the call with you, like looking out for our last four drafts, there's guys we picked, and you look, you know, five, ten picks later, and there's you know, Pro guys, guys that are you know, also great start to their career that we just did pick for somebody else. The issue with the Niners is that I feel like they always pick, they always draft 14, not then, for like next year. They always try to you know be ahead of the curve, which is great, but at the same time. I like what Dennis Green used to do with the Vikings back in the day, you know. Pick the best player available. Why do you think he took them off of the team and it worked out great? Like, always take the best player available and it works a lot. You know, the NFL, the guys aren't supposed to be there for 10, 15 years. Take the best guys, see what he can get for, you know, three or four years, I and mean, then if you, he's too old and you're really trade him, and,
0: you know, it's like a stock, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if he's going to, if he's really high upside, you know, and say, you know, think about the Falcons taking Matt Schaub so many years ago in the fourth round when they had Michael Vick. Matt Schaub ends up becoming a starter. They get some draft picks form. him. You know, Randy Moss, as you said, falls a lot in the draft as a late first round pick, ends up being a Hall of Famer or future Hall of Famer, we assume. So uh, I, I agree with you completely. I think the same thing in fantasy football, like the regular draft, you always draft the best player available. You know, look at the quarterbacks coming up in this draft. They're not as, as um as stacked as I would have thought. Connor Cook has not had the best season. And then you got Paxton Lynch out of Memphis. I don't know if you've seen anything on this guy. He's having a big numbers, but it's a it's a kind of it's they're not Division Two, but they were a lower division one school and I've heard him talk. Yeah. And I gotta tell yeah. you, man, I do not believe in his confidence and his verbiage that he's going to be one of those cerebral type quarterbacks. Do you want them to take a player like Paxton Lynch in the top five? No,
1: I mean if anything I want, you know, as a Area guy, I've been watching golf for a while and yeah. now I think he's good, even though he's had a little bit of a doubt, you know, He's always been good. He's got the arm. He seems like he's got the smarts. But I don't know. It doesn't taking a quarterback in the first round always doesn't doesn't always work out, you know. Yeah. It, especially in the past recent years, especially with college football doing more of the spread and NFL, you know, a little reluctant to change to the spread. There's a lot of a bigger learning curve for guys. But it's just tough, you know. You who thought Mariota would have four touchdowns in the first, you know, first game out of the block, so You just you never know with guys. Especially it's such a week to week week. I would say you know take the best guy available. So the quarterback take a quarterback.
0: Yeah, and and have the correct players and the people around to coach them, you know, to really coddle them and bring them into kind of a uh, um the kind of uh, incubator that's really going to make a successful quarterback. As you said, you know, Kaepernick had some good years when he had a good staff around him that understood his talents and his weaknesses, and they asked him to do the things that he's talented at, not ask him to do things he was weak at. So I think the Niners, I, it might take a few years, one to two years, but I think it's a good organization. Well, it's still a good organization. You got a brand new stadium. There's a lot of value into the San Francisco 49ers. So I think you guys will be back pretty good. You know, obviously it's very a fan that sucks, but then you have the Giants who are. Every of the year, you're going to win a title, it seems like. You got Brewster Posey, future Hall of Famer. And then with your Golden State Warriors, you know, you got, you got Steph Curry dropping 50 last night. I mean, uh, are you okay with the fact that, you know, you can't have all your teams be good? I mean, you got the Warriors who are going to be good for the next five to 10 years. So uh, you're not you're not crying. You're, you're okay, right? No, no,
1: no, never. I mean, it, again, it's just a sport. You know, obviously, you know, I love the NFL. You know, it's, everyone loves the NFL. It's, you know, the biggest sport. But I kind of feel like the product on the field has, has not been as great in the past couple of years. It's taken a step back, so. I'm totally fine basketball. is my first love. The Warriors are doing incredible things like, you know, beating a team by 50, like, every night creating something that I've never seen before in a basketball court. And I've been watching basketball for 25 years.
0: Well, look, you talk about the – oh, sorry.
1: Keep going. Sorry. No, I'm just saying to, like, you know, just watching basketball, like, having other sports, like, obviously, football, when your team is good, you're changed but also it's nice to, you know, to have, at least I'm not a Cleveland fan
0: or something, you know, or yeah. if you know it's suck, yeah. I would say one thing, you said quality on the field, which I think makes a lot of sense, especially for this podcast to have you on, because looking at the way Andrew Luck is last in QBR right now, and I was one of those people coming out of Stanford, I thought he was going to be a future Hall of Famer, first ballot, do you agree that, like, after Brady's gone and Manning, you know, we got Aaron Rodgers, we got a Cam Newton coming up, but the quarterback position is kind of in flux, we don't exactly know who's going to be on, you know, the Mountain Rushmore of the, you know, the future quarterbacks, we don't really know, it's so up and down.
1: Yeah, it's tough, you know, you, if you were to look, you know, probably three years ago, Flacco and Ryan have on there up tilt, and now they've taken a step back. It's just, yeah. I think kind of the overall product of the NFL is kind of taking a hit, you know, a lot of, you know, like, look at last week, how many, you know, star players got out and got hurt. You know, obviously that's a bummer for you yeah. know, teams and, you know, the marketing side of things. Also, it's just the product itself, there's a lot of mistakes. It's just it's kind of like watching college basketball versus an NBA game. Like, there's just way more mistakes. You're like, oh, I get why it's a low level. I don't know why the NFL is been like that. In the past, you know, two years, it just seems like, you know, the plan on the field is going down. But again, back to the quarterbacks, it is tough, you know. As much as I hate to say it, Wilson, you know, Russell Wilson looks like he's, he's going to be a guy that's going to be there for a while. You know, he keeps winning, he keeps triggering out. Cam looks great, but we never know Dalton Dolphin could turn things around and, you know, finally do what he does in the, the offseason. There's a lot of good guys on there. There I mean, are. 15 years, 15 years ago, nobody thought Brady would be as great as he was, you know. Jane yeah. Manning is a you know, once in a lifetime kind of guy. You know, nobody thought if the Chargers thought Drew Brees was gonna be as great as he was, I don't think they would let him go or the Dolphins probably would have found him as well. Like it's just tough the quarterbacks. It all depends on the system and who their coaches are and
0: there's a lot of variables. Yeah, beginning of the season. I mean, we, I was already talking about, you know, Sean Payton's going to be da- coaching in the New York Giants next year. Uh, you know, Drew Brees might be his last season. And this last week, he throws seven touchdowns, you know. And the, the coach of the, of the Giants, his, his quarterback puts up six touchdowns in Eli Manning. So much like anything, there's only really two certainties in life, and that's death and taxes. And maybe third is an awesome podcast with The Falk Show, which you are listening to right now. This is Connor Falk. My guest is Mike Begood. He's associate producer of award-winning show in Shark Tank. He's also producer on uh, Yahoo TV's TV in no time. He's here to talk about some Niners, from fantasy football, and fantasy football is what we got to go to do next, man. you speaking, rep Matt Ryan, on my team. You and I playing against each other this week in California games. is your first year in my league that I'm the commissioner of. How's it been so far? Did you believe me that it's pretty tough and competitive? Uh, I'm not going to lie,
1: though. I think I've been four leagues this year, three leagues this year. And your draft was the toughest, you know. All my other leagues I've been in for a while. And you kind of know where the people are. know, kind of how they're going to draft. Who's going to reach? And who's going to wait for guys? And yours was a really tough draft. There was a lot, of you know. I took Todd earlier, probably way earlier than I should have just because I knew I wanted them, like I didn't really have a rhythm to your draft because there was a lot of good guys kind of people do what they were doing. Uh, but you know, the, the league seemed pretty easy at first. I think I started out with a bang and I was in second place. You know, at like week four or five, and then I'm lost. i have kind of lost. I lost. I was a little lazy on the waiver wire and haven't been uh, haven't been up to date. I think that's why I'm losing a lot of it. You know, especially with football and of the injuries, you gotta you know get the next man up And I, I've been slacking on that, but it's good. You know, I was willing to kind of pay 50 dollars this year to to, to sit out and, and figure out everybody else and hopefully come back next year and know everybody works and.
0: Be own game. Well, buddy, you're still in it. I wouldn't say, you know, I fifty bucks as you said, it's not too much money to go ahead and get in a good competitive league. Like you said, we're buddies. You know, we work in shows together and whatnot. So, you know, happy to have, compete with you and have you in the league. And the waiver wire is so important in that league. I mean, I, I, I didn't have a running back to start against you this week because I knew Carlos I was going to be out. Chris Johnson's on a bye. I had Lacey. I literally had no RB running back too. And then Le'Veon goes out. And I'm able. I'm the first one to pick up a minute later. As soon as I see that hit, how bad it was, I pick up yeah. D'Angelo Williams. And now I don't want to be too cocky, but I think I have what could be the best. Running back pickup of the year. I mean, you know, he was the top five running back in fantasy those two weeks he was out. And just in his spelling, uh, in, in his, his spell of Le'Veon Bell, he had nine for 71, four for 39, 12 points in a matter of three quarters. So certainly a guy that comes in is going to make some noise. Right now, you're in fourth. You're at four and four. I think the biggest problem with your team is your name. I don't want to be mean, but Mike's bold team. I think you could do way better than that. Mike's good, but good team. I don't know. We'll think of something for next season. But Mike's bold team, you and me this week. I'm six and two. I'm in second place, coming off a big loss against uh, a woman, by the way. So So let's just say we're progressive league. We have females in our league. Um, Odo Beckham, thank you for the three touchdowns against me. So let's start off. Let's go matchup by matchup. Right now, they have you beat me by four. I actually, I think you're going to win, by the way. I really do. But then Keenan Allen lacerates his kidney. And now a player who you had who was one of the top receivers in the league. You had Keenan Allen and Julio Jones. Two top yeah. five receivers. Injuries, man. I, I got to tell you, I'm sorry about that. You know, I had to deal with the hide injury. It's been tough. Lacey's been so up and down. You know, first, let's go Aaron Rodgers versus Matt Ryan. That's that's going to be tough. For, that's got to be tough. For, I got to be honest. I think I win on that side. On that, I'll give the check to me because Aaron Rodgers had 77 yards last week versus Denver. I know Carolina's a really good defense, but, you know, I, well, I'm not seeing 77 yards, but how confident are you in A-Rod this week?
1: I mean, not so much. I mean, I'm always confident, in, you know, in A-Rod, just because he's incredible. Like, he's made for throws that I've never seen a quarterback make before. He's just, you know, I've loved him since he was a cow. He's just, he's just one of those guys. But I just think that ride's going to have a bigger week because I've seen our defense and I've seen people throw, you know, four us. Our defense can't stop a cold,
0: so well, yeah. that could help out for you because I have to start Matt Ryan because you have Julio Jones against San Francisco. So you assume you do think that the the that the Falcons are going to just destroy the Niners? You don't think the Niners come back after the uh, the quarterback change and really try to put up a fight?
1: Uh, I mean, honestly, it all depends on our first drive. A couple first downs are really good at cookies, but I think if we, we punt the first couple drives, we'll kind of just close up shop. We don't seem to have a lot of fights that we used to have. There's not a lot of rallying cry that we used to have, you know.
0: Several seasons ago. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, in the next matchup, I got Allen Robinson. He's been a, I had him an underrated player going in. I really like this guy. He's got the size to speed ratio ability. He's on a team that's going to throw a lot because they're down with Blake Bortles. He's got Allen Hearns on the other side, really taking some, um, some of the coverage away from him as well. But he's playing the Jets. And you got Revis Island, you got Cromartie, you got Buster Screen. You know, that's, it looks like a tough matchup, but then Carr just threw four touchdowns. So I don't know about that. That's going to be a toss up. And then you have Martavis Bryant, another size speed specimen against the Raiders. I say we got to go with Bryant as the, has the more upside this week right because i mean he's just faster and stronger than everyone on the field
1: yeah i think you know getting big ben back in the second week getting you know him working with those receivers again you know obviously d'angelo's great big ben and those receivers again that's kind of what everybody was looking for and, you know ben wants to throw 40 times so i think that's going to help you know the raiders are good on offense this year but defense is still a lot of question marks, especially in the quarterback position
0: well speaking of that game who do you think wins pittsburgh or oakland
1: uh i think, to them, but I, think
0: I think pittsburgh because it's yeah, in pittsburgh you know, i would say um, that right such so as their heartbreaking, win, you know, loss last week. I think they come back and, you know, big bet. You know, they they rally around Lebron though and try to get this shit right. I agree. I agree. I think the fact that it's in Pittsburgh means for sure we're probably going to take the loss. And um, I still think it's close. I'm looking at it like a 24-20 kind of game. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I could think you know anywhere between you know
0: seven and ten points. I would think. Someone's definitely going to score more than zero points, and Pittsburgh's probably going to win. Okay, next I got Eddie Lacy, had a touchdown last week, thank God, but he's playing Carolina, and then we got Todd, no, Frank Gore on the other side, those two matchups. I think it's, uh, I don't know, because Gore's playing Denver, man, that's kind of a toss-up, what do you think? I mean, you
1: never, you never know with Gore, Gore's one of those guys that goes in fourth quarter with 10 yards, and the next thing you know, he finishes with 120, so he just, you know, it all depends on his matchup. I, I don't really like how the Colts are using him this year, like, Yeah. He's go over just let him go. But, you know. Um, I think Eddie Lace has got it, unfortunately. It looks like the Colts offensive line can't really block for anything. And I've got to have more faith in the Packers' offensive line.
0: Okay, speaking of Frank Gore, the Bill Cow, I want to talk just for a second and what were your thoughts are on this uh this kick return, this eight lateral kick return by Miami versus Duke. Obvious missed calls all throughout the field. You got a player running on the sideline coming on the field who wasn't even eligible, had his helmet off, you got blocks, you got knees down. Who should apologize? Should Miami go ahead and say, Hey, you really won that, or should the ACC go ahead and apologize and give the win to Duke?
1: I mean, I don't think anybody should give the win to Duke. I mean, you know, the call was made on the field. You know, nobody gave, nobody, you know, from the, the terrible temporary referees years ago, nobody gave went back and gave those Packers, you know, that win. You know, it yeah. happened, it happened. But I think, you know, ACC apology, you know, just better referees. But it's just, it's one of those things that somebody, a commissioner, somebody should have been on the phone and, and calling somebody. I mean, if they can do, you know, 30 replays every, you know, every half in the NFL, they can do one at the end of the game or, you know,
0: an ACC matchup. Yeah, okay, absolutely. And I'll get back to fantasy football. We got D'Angelo Williams, hopefully the savior of my team, playing Oakland. We actually are a pretty stingy run defense. I'm looking at hopefully like 9 to 10 points. And then you got your best, I mean, you had to take him higher than you were expecting in our draft, but he's been basically the best running back in fantasy the last four weeks. That's Todd Gurley, but he is playing Minnesota. In Minnesota, it's getting colder. They're a very tough run defense. I've been starting them each week. They're very underrated. Do you expect another 150 game from uh, Todd Gurley or do you think, temp your expectations? this week.
1: I mean I, until he until he gets less than one fifty, I'm gonna expect one fifty from him. I mean <laughs> we have, we had him pretty much locked up last week and he goes for, you know, seventy yards on one cherry and it's kinda over with so he's one of those guys that it only it only takes one hole and he can get through it and he take it to the house. So I'm expecting one fifty until I see
0: otherwise. It seems like he's Excited, about yet. He's just, he's crazy. Okay, well, so far we have toss up on just all our plays in general from the QBs to the running backs, and now we're at the tight ends. Interestingly enough, they are both playing each other on Thursday night. I'm probably gonna switch out and put Antonio Gates in with the new Keenan Allen injury. I gotta be honest, it's on Monday nights. So we'll have one more day to rest. I got Tyler Eifert in right now versus Cleveland. You have Gary Barnage at Cincinnati. I have to wonder, Mike, are you worried about Johnny Manziel starting? Because it seemed like when um McCown came in, that really started to add the value to the Barnage. I'm not
1: really worried about back, it's, that's kind of, it's, that's the, kind of the Cleveland conundrum of, of fantasy, you know, the past five, ten years, as long as Cleveland's been terrible, like, there's always one guy that has a great, you know, four, six, eight games for Cleveland, and then never does anything again, like, look how good Josh Gordon was, look how good Travis Hendrick was, like, you know, like, there's always, you know, they need to the score points, there's always somebody for Cleveland that's going to step up, and just write out Gary Burridge.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and if they get down, that would look good for you, because then they're just going to start throwing the ball around the field.
1: Yeah, he's a big guy, he's, you know, I like like that, especially in uh, the you know, with, didn't really have a good running back, you know, obviously don't have a fullback. They can stop anybody, so they're obviously going to throw it to,
0: to Gay and the NFL, which I like. Right. Barnkowski having a good year. Okay, next we got my boy Jarvis Langer. I almost traded him to you, but I just couldn't because he just gets points from everywhere. Be it from special teams, from receiving, from rushing. The guy is just an overall. He's like a, a Swiss Army knife. There's so many ways to use him. Um, against Buffalo, you have Legarrette Blount. You're putting in versus Washington. So I'm I'm guessing you're hoping for the Niners. To, uh, for, sorry, for the Patriots to get up by a lot, and then Blount takes over in the third and fourth quarter. I'd switch out
1: Blount right now. He's just kind of. I'm waiting for. I have a couple websites that I like to check their ranks, and then I'll set the lineup usually. Wednesday night, Thursday morning and then just kinda of set it and forget it. So right now once kinda of in there it's temporary. I don't really know who I would take. I need to I need to pick up somebody. Somebody nobody I have on my team is really popping out as the guy who should be my, my flex. So You're not gonna
0: right put in anymore. Benjamin? What was that? You're not gonna put in Travis Benjamin? Possibly.
1: I don't really like two Browns.
0: That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true.
1: You know? uh, I've always liked with Derek Blunt. He has those quite you know, those big games out of nowhere, that you don't really see, you know. Obviously Deion Lewis is great. Exactly what the Patriots need, but one's always going to be there. He's always, you know, a down and running. He'll always take four guys with to the ground. So. Well, if you I want, can, you I can, can always I can find the worst.
0: You can always pick up Michael Floyd this week for Arizona. Yeah, I thought about that. I, you know, that's a, that's a pick up. I probably should, you know, say on the air so if somebody else in the league is listening and goes and picks him up. But yeah, you know,
1: I'm, I'm always, I always like going on a running or a receiver at my flex as opposed to a running back, especially now. You know, the NFL makes a little more and teams are down. Yeah, so that, I always try to lean towards the
0: receiver. The colder it gets to the uh, the running backs start taking over, you know, start running the ball, punching the ball. And Mike, I got to be honest, you know, what the fuck you're going to think. But uh, the reason I say to pick up Floyd is because they are in a bye this week. So I would love you to start Michael Floyd against me if you want to. Uh, next is the kickers. Kickers do matter in fantasy football. I mean, I was, I was only, you know, the, uh, the lady I was playing last week had 43 points. The only reason I was in it was because my kicker, Justin Tucker, had 20. So that was one of the reasons I was in the game. Unfortunately, my boy, Justin Tucker, I've had him in every league the last four years. He's on a bye. So I picked up Blair Walsh. I might go ahead and drop him too, playing St. Louis. I think that's kind of a close game i see that being like a 17 10 kind of well, hopefully like 2010 with two field goals kind of game and you have adam venateri the old man um playing against his old quarterback in peyton manning and denver broncos you know colts broncos in indianapolis do you think the colts have a chance to go ahead and bounce back and you know you got to think that luck has a lot of motivation because everyone talks about how he got you know picked because he replaced peyton manning kind of thing. i
1: think uh, i think the colts bounce back for you, especially after getting, rid getting rid of pet hamilton i think you know that's a big deal, and I think your going to bounce back just because, you know, they have to be someone, whoever's going to, I don't, I didn't read who's going to replace Pat, but whoever it is is going to definitely change things up and bring more. To
0: be Rob Chudzinski, Rob Chudzinski, former Cleveland Browns coach, uh, former coach and player at the U of Miami. He's going to go ahead and take over. And I got to tell you, I I, I don't I'll like Pep. I never liked Pep Hamilton. I thought he was overrated. I thought he he was a byproduct of all the success that Andrew Luck gave him. So I think Chudzinski is already upgrading. I agree with you. I think the Colts are going to go ahead and bounce back. And I'm and I'm going to take them and pick them because I think everyone's going to take the Broncos. So I think that would be a chance for me to gain some points on the upside. And uh, it's going to be close though. Uh, Defensive wise, you got Green Bay, Carolina. You got and I got Minnesota versus St Louis. I really like minnesota plus the fact that as it gets colder and colder to play in minnesota is just going to be death it's going to be unfun and negative for anybody having to catch balls get hit run the ball so i'm hoping it snows just crazy on sunday green bay carolina are you expecting some turnovers from cam newton uh you know hopefully, hopefully. Uh, that's always the goal but you know even the kickers are
1: always one of those things where that's that's kind of the last thing i think it's like you know grabbing you know, your keys on the way out of the house like oh i need that but it's not something i think about you know so yeah I mean, i'm hopeful that something good Wattman, you know, they have a fairly good special teams and, you know, I like Clay. And clay's... Hopefully can pull, pull some facts, but it's always just kind
0: of a hope, hope and wait kind of thing. Okay, well that's the matchup this week. That's Falcon Football, my team versus Mike's Bold Team with Mike Bagood here. Uh, works an associate producer on Shark Tank, works on Yahoo TV's TV in no time. Works on a lot of different other projects. Good guy, Barry, a fan. Talked about his love for the Niners and kind of the woes and the ups and downs of what's going on with this season. Mike, last thing I want to talk to you about is uh, James Bond. We got Spectre coming out this week. Are you are you a fan of those franchises? Uh, actually not,
1: really. I oh, mean, okay. I, when, you know, when Bond. When I grew up, Bond was, you know, Pierce Brosnan. and i yeah. a fan of Pierce Brosnan as an action hero. So I never really felt the need to go back. You know, I've seen some on TNT late night and things like that. But, you know, mostly the Bonds I watch, like I said, with the Pierce Brosnan ones just because I love Goldeneye the video game so much on N64. Yeah, Goldeneye was the it's shit. Anything like you know, <laughs> video game. It never was. The video is always not than the movie. Um, <laughs> no, not just Friday. The the perspective. There's a lot of other movies I'm excited for,
0: but you know, not not much of a podcast. Okay, well, what? It, but, um, let me let me drop in that you actually last time you were on the show it was about a year ago. Now you were excited for Straight Outta Compton. I saw that and was so pleasantly surprised. You know, whatever. Maybe some things weren't true or whatnot. You know, some of the some of the rappers might have not had the best, let's say, interpersonal skills in real life. Of some of the the uh, the events that came out and were discussed after the movie came out, but were you satisfied with that movie? I know you were looking forward to it. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought it was great.
1: It's one of the best movies I've seen in a Obviously, you know, people enjoy it. I think it just passed 200 million. Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube Son, did a great job, you know. Uh, you know, I thought it was a great story. I love that, that biopic. I love hip-hop. I love biopics. so it was you know, right up my alley, especially, you know, as a big hip-hop fan, you know, knowing all that stuff and having those records and having those CDs, and, you know, see the dramatization of it was great, you know. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, that was so cool that O'Shea Jackson was his son. I didn't know that until after I watched the movie. He was like, oh my god, because he looked just like him. Like I was like, how did they find this guy? He did such a good yeah. job playing Ice Cube, and uh, I really thought it was a good movie. I thought everyone did a really good job, and i got to ask you now, because I think it might have helped a little bit, to the idea of the Raiders coming back to Los Angeles. As, LA, as someone who lives in LA right now, you can't want the Rams to come to Inglewood, do you? Because that's just going to make traffic awful on the 405. We want it to be in Carson, so we kind of have to drive to it, not to be right in the middle of all the, all the stuff, right?
1: I think, I think- both. I think I don't think I think the Raiders are out this one. I mean obviously I'm just reading what I you know, for blogs and that. but I think yeah. the Rams are gonna move to Inglewood and I think the Chargers are gonna move to Carson. I think Carson's gonna be I don't know if you've seen there's you know their pitch presentations of what Carson would look like and it looks incredible. So I think I think the Chargers are gonna move to Carson and I think the Rams are moving to Inglewood. I'm okay with the Rams meeting Inglewood like Inglewood's kind of an idea, like the forum, I spent some time at the forum, you know, now that they've redone all I'll go to shows there. Yeah. It's not bad, so you know, to bring back the area. Traffic can't get you worse, really, if you think about it. It's (laughs) only some days in fall, you know? Yeah. And the Rams. Rams are
0: many fans. Yeah, I'm not too about Kind of, re, kind of revitalize that area of Los Angeles. And you know, one thing you could say, you know, I, I think the Raiders are still in it just because we have no other options. And it only helps us that the the Raiders look like they're kind of primed to start being a consistent, solid team. We got Derek Carr for the f- foreseeable future. I think we're going to pay him whatever he wants to stay. I think it's going to be the same way with Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. I think the coaching staff with Del Rio is kind of perfect for the personalities on that team. And uh, Oakland just can't afford it. They just can't afford a stadium. They just don't have the money. But the thing that, and we're the only team of those three that's actually selling out the stadium. So, I
1: mean, I, I love the Raiders, and I you know, I love the Raiders. I'm yeah. I'm a Raiders enthusiast. Yes. Uh, I get it. I never understood why we were to the Raiders matter. Like, whatever the stadium is, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Never face off. Yeah. Um, but I think I would like to see the Raiders stay up there, personally. Like, I get them coming back to L.A. and they have roots here and they makes sense here, but do we have no team in San Francisco proper, you know, as a San Francisco you know, person growing up there. It, should, it seems weird, like, Sure, the Niners are still there. Santa yeah, Clara is in San Francisco. They're the Silicon Valley Niners now. They're not the San Francisco Niners. <laughs> That's part of the reason that you know I lost a lot. Not a lot of passion, but a lot of the diehard fans that I know as Niners fans—they're a little sour to the team. That move was was good, just a corporate Greek move. So I, I would personally love it if they, you know, they did what the Warriors do when they moved over to Mission Bay and you know were by the Giants and the Warriors and everything over there. You know, on the waterfront, I would, it would I think it would make more sense to stay in the city. Obviously, it's more expensive, but. To have no team, to have no franchise in San Francisco just seems weird.
0: Okay. Okay, Michael. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Your 30 minutes is up. I We talked about some Niners. You talked about the ups and downs. You think they need to go ahead and cut bait and start re- rebuilding right now. You don't think Kaepernick is bad as everyone thinks that, you know, it's more the coaching staff that's kind of messing that up and, you know, just how up and down the NFL season is. Defenses figure you out. Um, players regress, you know, bodies get tired. So many things happen. You got the Warriors look like a perennial, at least Western Conference finals team, at least for the next three years and so forth, a playoff team. And uh, you love straight out of Compton. You're not the biggest James Vaughn fan. And again, once again, your favorite Podcast is the What the Falk show. Is that correct? Short podcast to to. I love it, buddy. Okay, well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man, and I will talk to you as soon as possible, hopefully, working together soon again. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Later, bud. Again, okay, that was Mike. That was Mike he a associate producer on the award-winning, Emmy-winning show Shark Tank. A great guy. I've worked with him for years on different projects. Also works on Yahoo TV's TV in No Time. And it's a tough time, as you can hear, for any any Bay Area football fan. The, uh, the Raiders might leave, and you have the 90s right now with a, to me, a very low quality quarterback and Colin Kaepernick. He's a running quarterback coming from Nevada. He's not the kind of pocket quarterback you can win championships with. You're losing so many players. You got Jim Tom, Tom Sula who's a good personality, but might not necessarily have what it takes to be a successful head coach. And you have Trent Baalke and um, and York, who don't seem to be getting what the fan base is telling them. They don't like what's going on. They need to make some changes. Things are going to start happening for the Niners. They already traded Vernon Davis away. So uh, you're looking at... um The best team in the Bay Area at this moment is the Oakland Raiders. I never thought I would say it. I never knew that when I did, I would have a podcast. The What the Falk podcast, The What the Falk show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Play.it. I'm going to try to get this podcast as many venues as I can. I appreciate you listening today. Find me on SoundCloud at MyWTF show, Facebook MyWTF show, at MyWTF show on Twitter. The What the Falk show is presented by Vera's Pizza, the best pizza for the best price in Bakersfield, California, on Brundage Land. You can find them out. I'm going to go ahead and add them to this podcast on the SoundCloud. You can click on that link. If you love pizza, if you love movies, they always have movies they're selling. sodas waters whatever you want to get a family owned a friendly owned pizza place ferris pizza this is connor Falk. And i'm going to talk to you next week thanks for listening